This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found financial tech in the Guide Rock Capital Management Commentary recorded on October 29th, 2013. host Jim Collison broadcasting live from the Gallup campus here in Omaha, Nebraska. And of course, we take and post the show each week, including the written commentary out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Financial Tech brings you the latest market commentary from the award-winning Andrew Hunt, CFP and president of Guide Rock Capital Management located right here in Omaha, Nebraska. If you'd like to receive a free copy of the written commentary in advance, which I would recommend, or if you have questions or comments for the show you that we can read and answer on the show, send Andrew an email, Andrew underscore Hunt at guiderockcapital.com. Andrew, it's a great week. A little rainy and drizzly outside. How are the markets from last week? Well, I love the weather, Jim. I love the rain. I love fall. Fall is my favorite time of year. Um, in fact, we just had a, a nice event out at the pumpkin patch for Guide Rock clients on Saturday. So I don't even care if it's raining. Yeah, uh, and the market, very nice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that, Thank you, by the way. That was very nice. It was cold. It got, got a little chilly. It was a little cold. But it was all sure. good. The fire was good. The s'mores were dynamite. And you know what? The markets like fall too right now. So contrarians are probably waiting for the other shoe, or in this case, the stock market to drop. If you're not familiar with the contrarian investing uh, theory, it goes something like this. Consensus opinion is often wrong. When the majority of investors have a bullish outlook and believe stocks are going to move higher, the chances of stock values will drop. Likewise, when the majority has a bearish outlook and believe stocks are going to move lower, the chances are stock values will rise. So why would contrarians expect markets to head south? Well, one reason is bullish sentiment is high. On October 23rd, the American Association of Individual Investors um, Investor Sentiment Survey, which measures the percentage of an individual investors who are bullish, bearish, and neutral on the stock market for the last six months, shows 49.2% are bullish, and just 17.6% are bearish, and the rest are neutral. The long-term averages for bullish and bearish sentiment are 39% and 30.5% respectively. So contrarians are also eyeballing the fact that the stock market in the United States have run up for 519 sessions without as much as a 10% correction, and that's according to Barron's. That means that markets have weathered things like the bomb at the Boston Marathon, chemical weapons in Syria, uh, monetary policy uncertainty, a U.S. government shutdown, and yes, even Miley Cyrus's VMA performance. I know it's hard to believe, uh, but markets even weathered that. And of course, 519 sessions is not the longest winning streak ever, not even close. In fact, if we assume about 250 trading sessions in a year, then the current rally would have to last until about 2018 to match the record of 1,767 sessions, which was set between October 1990 and October 1997. You know, and investors aren't the only bullish, bullish faction. Money managers who participated in Barron's latest big money poll also seem to have adopted Alfred E. Newman's motto. What? Me worry? <laughs> Their outlook seems to focus on the Fed's loose monetary policy. According to Barron's, four out of five money managers in our big money poll expect stocks to be the best performing assets over the next year, even as 71% see U.S. shares as already fairly valued. Thanks to unending central bank support, we all expect above average 
uh, excuse me, above par stock returns from subpar economic growth. So what's going to happen? Well, only time will tell, and we'll continue to report on it here at Financial Tech. So I get this question all the time. Where are interest rates headed? Where are they headed? Well, according to the Federal Reserve, uh, economists assume uh, interest rates will move toward equilibrium or a natural real rate of interest that takes into account inflation over the long term. The idea of a natural rate of interest was first introduced by Swedish economist Nut Wicksell. Um, recognized as an economist economist in the late 1800s and early 1900s, Wicksell is known for his macroeconomic text uh, titled Interest and Prices which noted the difference between the real rate of return on capital, also known as the natural rate of interest, and the market rate of interest, which is the rate borrowers pay. <clears throat> According to The Economist, which is a fantastic publication we cite all the time in here, quote, if the financial rate is below the natural rate, businesses can reap unlimited profits by borrowing as much as they can and plowing it into high returning projects. Eventually, though, all that additional spending pushes up prices, money, and, and eventually financial interest rates. Wixell saw financial rates as those set by banks competing to make loans. That job is now performed by central banks. They think in, in Wexillian terms, the natural rate prevails when the economy is at full employment. Set the policy rate above the natural rate and the economy tips into depression. Set it below and inflation results, or some worry, speculative credit boom credit booms. So where are interest rates headed? Well, apparently they're going to move higher. According to the Federal Reserve September 2013 economic projections, the federal funds rate, which is the rate which banks lend to each other overnight, is expected to reach 2% by the end of 2016. Currently that rate is at 0.25%. Um, the Fed also expects the United States will be close to full employment at that time with the unemployment rate nearing its long-term average of 5.2 to 5.8%. And that's the best we have, guys. That's the, that's the data that's been published. That's what they're telling us. And so we'll see if that actually happens. We, we talk about interest rates all the time on the show. We'll continue to, to follow up and fill you guys in. Uh, but that's what they've said they're going to do. Okay, here's our weekly focus, our weekly quote. This is from John Steinbeck, the Pulitzer Nobel Prize winning American author. It has always seemed strange to me the things we admire in men, kindness and generosity, openness, honesty, understanding, and feeling. There are the con con excuse me, concomitants of failure in our system, and those traits we detest, sharpness, greed, acquisitiveness, meanness, egotism, and self-interest are the traits of success. And while men admire the quality of the first, they love the produce of the second. Very good, Andrew. Uh, we actually have somebody out there live who's asked a question, and, and I'm going to kind of rephrase the question. They, they asked us out there, how do you guys like talking live? But, you know, you and I have been podcasting together, and we do it live now for the last year or two. Uh, we've talked about new media before. What do you, how do you see this, this current media trend kind of play out, especially with the markets? So is this good that we get information faster and faster into the millisecond or does it, is it having a weird effect on the market where it's just creating some weird trends? I mean, what do you think, uh, what are your thoughts on that? You know, that's a, that's a really good question. Uh, I don't know if anybody keeps like CNBC on uh, during the day, uh, but it really is crazy how much airtime we can fill with the same topics <laughs> and the same analysis, it's, uh, quote, experts and things like that. Um, and, and, you know, friends of mine that, that 
work on the street in New York. Um, you know, it's not uncommon for them to get pulled in and be a guest commentator. Uh, it seems like seems like everybody has an opinion. Um, and you know, I think I love I love being live for our listener. I love talking live and uh, public speaking. I'm actually going to be a keynote speaker today over lunch at a different event. So I love doing that kind of stuff. But you also have to be careful with the content that you're bringing in. We've talked about it a little bit on this show. Um, there is such a thing as too much news. Um, there is such a thing as worrying too much about the crazy, uh, you know, the craziness backlash and the, the outcomes of, of breaking news. And so I think you, you have to uh, protect yourself from that and take things with a grain of salt. And the other thing is, is we all have a natural bias. We all have natural opinions. And so you want to be sure that you're surrounding yourself um, with other sources of news and other opinions that maybe even uh, are opposite or opposing to your natural point of view. Um, and that way it's really going to help you create a, a nice well-rounded argument and understand the issues at hand. Uh, so often I get engaged in conversations with folks uh, where all they can see is the one side of the issue, uh, whether that's from their socioeconomic status, from their upbringing, uh, whatever it might be, and their employment situation. and. Um, and if you would just see the other side of the view, it would really give them a little bit more perspective on the issue at hand. And so I think that's really important. So I would encourage all of our listeners out there, um, you know, hey, surround yourself with different types of news and be careful how much you are consuming. Uh, you know, I don't want to see anybody getting really stressed out over uh, fiscal cliff stuff or government shutdown or, uh, you know, because at the end of the day, you have to have an impact on what you can control. Um, and how is and the question I always ask myself and my wife, who's a small business owner, is, hey, how's your personal economy going? Um, and, and that's what we can impact, um, and that's what our listeners can impact for themselves. Good answer. I think, uh, let me ask you, too, this is uh, unrelated, totally, not, and not from the chat, but I was reading an article on, you know, healthcare reform and where we're headed with that. In your work, uh, now that we're... <clears throat> Now that this is being mandated as October 1st and kind of the wheels in, they're having a little trouble with the website, but they'll get that fixed. Do you, is that going to have a, a long-term impact on the market as you see it? Not Again, not asking you to speculate on that, but kind of, or is this just going to be a blip on the radar and we'll eventually just kind of adjust this in? And we're talking about health gov. the healthcare reform. Yeah. yeah. Does that change anything financially for us? You think? Oh yeah, I think it definitely will. I don't. I think it's too soon to tell. Uh, there's a lot of people, and this is another great issue that people need to surround themselves with different opinions on. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that have said, you know, gosh, it's going to put small businesses uh, out on the street. They're going to be cold, and uh, it's going to be terrible. Um, I don't know that that's true. Um, I also don't know that it's going to be good for small businesses. It's too soon to tell. Um, we need to see how this, I mean, frankly, the healthcare.gov website is such a cluster uh, that we can't even see what, what the actual premiums are going to be for people yet. Um, we, we can't even see the people that are being denied yet. Um, so we need to let some of this work its way out. But I think healthcare, uh, the Healthcare Reform Act, healthcare.gov, um, is going to have a significant impact on our, on our economy. Not too dissimilar from when Social Security was added to the system, when Medicare was added, Medicaid was added. Uh, it's going to be a really similar type outcome, um, but it will be very tangible because now it affects everybody, not just the poor, not just the elderly, uh, not just the disabled. This is, this is going to trickle down. Uh, every single human being on the face of the earth will feel the impact of premium change for their health care coverage. I'll be honest, I haven't paid that much attention to it, and I think it's time to start paying attention to it now. I think it's a reality, and so I, I need to kind of educate myself and make sure I know what my options are. 
And uh, here at Gallup, I think we're going to be okay. But the uh, you know, there's lots of folks where my mom just called me the other day, and and um, my dad was a retiree from IBM, and they're dropping his insurance, and she's going to have to enroll in that. And they're kind of getting a lot of companies are going to get out of the insurance business. So definitely will affect you. And uh, so one, we want to say, uh, you know, we say at the end of the show, be smart about your investing, but be smart about your your healthcare as well. And uh, that's a very expensive item in your budget. And uh, and so we just want to, I want to get that in as I had read that article. We also want to let you know if you're new to podcasting and you're looking for a way to easily listen each week, you might want to consider using Stitcher available on any browser as well as both on the Android and iPhone platforms. That's a great way to listen to the podcast at both home and on the road, this show and all the past shows are on Stitcher. Stitcher.com. Search financial tech. It is education for your ears. We also want to say thanks to Audioboo, A-U-D-I-O-B-O-O.fm, actually picked us up last week. It was We were a featured podcast on their site. You can go out and take a peek at look at that. Again, Audioboo.fm. If you search financial tech, you'll find us out there as well. Maybe you're listening to us right now because you saw us featured on Audioboo. And if you did, send me an email, love to know, jim at theaverageguy.tv. That would get that to me, and uh, I would be able to then just kind of know. It's, sometimes it's just kind of nice to know where you guys come from. Again, jim at theaverageguy, all one word, dot TV. Be sure to visit Guide Rock Capital at guiderockcapital.com. You can, of course, follow Andrew on Twitter. He's just Andrew D. Hunt. And get all the show notes to this show, which is just the written commentary, out at theaverageguy.tv. Now, Andrew and I say thanks for listening. We'll catch up with you next week. Remember, be smart about your investing. GuideRock Capital Management, Inc., or GuideRock, is a registered investment advisor that is registered with the state of Nebraska and located in Omaha, Nebraska. GuideRock and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration requirements imposed upon investment advisors in the states in which they maintain clients. GuideRock may only transact business in those states in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Important information describing GuideRock's business operations, services, and fees can be viewed on the SEC's website at www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. GuideRock will provide Form ADV Part 2, which serves as the firm's disclosure document to all clients. Copies of Form ADV Part 2 are also available to interested parties upon request. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No current or prospective clients should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product made reference to directly or indirectly on this video, website, or indirectly via hyperlink or any affiliated third-party website will be profitable or equal to past performance levels.